What is up, everyone, and welcome to Objectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 17, game 18, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Nashville Predators with a first time this season, three to nothing shutout and a beautiful little shimmy and jump hug for Elvis Mears Lincolns. Absolutely. And Laura, I would be remiss if I didn't welcome our very special guest today. The first our very ever first guest, guest today. First ever guest. His name is Steven Shrek. Don't try to spell it. And you all are Fre- familiar. Yeah, You're frequently familiar. referenced on the pod. Yes, with the technology tower, with all that, like the person who had the misfortune of living with me for a year. So Steven, welcome on. Oh, hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. And I highly appreciated the callback to the technology tower. I just have to say, like, (laughs) I had totally wiped that from my memory. And since you brought it back up, I've wanted to just make another technology tower to try to call back the days when the Nashville Predators could actually compete against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But uh, that's, that's for another discussion for another time. Oh man, like could they ever? Because like, listen, like I feel I I think I mentioned it in that episode, but like that was the year that like I was so excited, and Stephen probably thought I was crazy because I was like so excited for the Blue Jacket season and like hyped it up and was so pumped, and then they started zero and eight, and I was like, I'm so sick and tired of this goddamn sport. I don't even care about it anymore. And we had been keeping track of the records of both of the Jackets and the Predators on the side because that's the other context is that Stephen's coming in here today as a Predators fan, and. After like five or six games, I was like, fuck this. I'm not writing this anymore. I'm not putting the, <laughs> the records on the, on the it, it was given up pretty quickly. So fast. I was so pissed. Oh, that was so uh, terrible. But welcome. Those were tough times, but it got <laughs> turned around pretty fast. It did. It did. Um, and it turns out that it all leads here to us today, talking about the Blue Jackets beating the National Predators 3-0, um, a game that started off really slow for the Jackets, a game that... Uh, I would have personally preferred to have had a little bit more in the first period. It was kind of boring. Like, I don't know if y'all agree. Like I was just kind of like dozing off. Like the jackets were really physical. Um, They ended up out hitting the predators in tonight's game, 37 to 23. So like, obviously a little bit more of a physical game from us. Um, But finally, like with like 15 uh, seconds left in the period, Cam Atkinson scores his seventh goal of the season, which I didn't even know if he was going to get the seven this year, about three weeks ago. So like, props to him um, negative nancy what'd you say i called you a negative nancy me yeah always I, I listen um when this team has hurt you the way that it's hurt me over the 23 years that i've been alive i guess 20 um so they take a one nothing lead um and then max domi gets his third goal of the year they tried to take it away from him saying that it hit a linesman which i have an issue with that rule like i have no idea why that wouldn't count but that's beside the point um and then eric robinson makes it three nothing with um an empty netter to wrap up the third period. Elvis Merzlikens uh captures a thirty-two save shutout and what was all in all a much better game for the Blue Jackets. Now Steven, how did you feel about this one? <laughs> boy oh boy. I have a, a lot of feelings about how, let's be honest, this entire season is shaping up for the Nashville Predators. Uh currently sitting just above the Detroit Red Wings. Um you know, ever since Nashville lost, what was it, 7 nothing to Dallas like a couple weeks ago, right, it, yeah. they've just been in a consistent tailspin. Um, and it's just been a struggle all season. It's been hard to follow along with them because inevitably it's going to end up in a loss. They have no overtime games, six wins. It's – tonight they looked like they just wanted to fight Columbus more than they wanted to score against them. And that was eternally frustrating. Um, So it was what it was tonight. I expect a much better, uh, at least a goal scored on Saturday, I think is when they play next, but tonight there was just, there were no gears turning offensively for them. Yeah, it was strange. They seem to just like come out kind of mad at us and I don't know why. Um, they, I mean, the Predators haven't played since Saturday um, because their two previous games in Dallas were canceled due to extreme weather. So one would think that they would be kind of like 
well rested and kind of jovial no they were just mad like the, the whole time um i mean like jeremy said there was a lot of hits in the first period uh 18 of our 37 hits came in that first period um because they just they wanted to fight they wanted to fight they wanted to piss off elvis that's for sure um but our, 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 you know, our boys were not having a single bit of that. Um, definitely pushing away anyone that came near Elvis. Uh, but yeah, they just, they just seemed angry, which it's like, they had already won the first two times that we played them. So again, one would think, and we haven't exactly had the best of luck lately. You know, we just gave up a three, a three-one lead to Carolina, um, and yeah, we just, yeah, they were just mad. Well, and I think maybe mad isn't like, well, yeah, mad is the right word, but like, I think on top of that, like, the Jackets have struggled once they're down this year. Like, they're not really like, I mean, aside from the one game last week against. Uh, who remembers um I, I can tell you it was against one of seven teams um Chicago okay yeah where we were down a few times came back like that's like the only time I can remember this season where we've had any sort of like determination to come back from a deficit so like if you're Nashville like you want to lead early and lead often against the Blue Jackets so I can understand that um speaking of running into a goalie and then hell breaking loose was anybody else's favorite moment when Jack Rosovic like just like tapped UC Soros and and then, like, three Predators were like, I actually don't fucking like that. And, like, harassed him in a corner. Or was that was that anybody else's favorite part of the game, or was that just mine? They looked like they were going to pick him up and carry him, like, off the ice and then murder him underneath the bleachers. <laughs> and then poor little Cam just, like, decided that it was his role to go in there and try and defend Jack. And I was like, all three of them are four feet taller than you are, sir. This is not your role. I think Cam Atkinson and McCarran were both trying to fight literally the, literally the entire night. And the height differential was very much noted, but I would not have doubted if Cam Atkinson could have taken him down one bit. I just, the way that the night was going, it, I could just see even the fight would have gone Columbus's way. Honestly, tonight, nothing was going for Nashville. Would have been his second career fight ever. I don't think he won the first one. <laughs> I'm scared of you. Why do you just know that? Like, why is that just in your dome? <laughs> He's my favorite player. Why wouldn't I know that? <laughs> I mean, like, I'll give you, like, a lot of things, but how many fights they've been in? You out here looking. You out here looking, Miss Girl. I appreciate it. I'm here for it. I'm super here for it. I'll look it up, like, as you, like, if there's banter between you two. It's because I get worried that they're going to hit him in the face. This is what keeps him in the business after he retires. Who did Nathan Gerby fight? Didn't Nathan Gerby try to fight somebody? Or didn't he hit, like, uh, Zadeo Chara? Mm-hmm. Disgusting. That's so funny to me. Oh, my God. Zadeo Chara is just tall. Um, and Nathan Gerby's <laughs> just not. Um, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think if you're the Jack, it's like, there's a lot of good to take away from this. I mean, obviously you get, you've struggled so, so much defensively this season and to get a shutout, like, and to just play some pretty defensively sound hockey. I mean, I think that they did for the most part, limit the opportunities that Elvis had to face. Um, obviously Elvis did turn away some really killer opportunities. Like there were a lot of like, you know, goal front passes and, a couple of dangerous uh, shots from the slot that I think Elvis turned away. Especially I feel like there at the end of the second period, like I feel like the Predators were finally starting to find a little bit of their groove. And it just felt like this entire game, like the second that Nashville scored a goal, like the wheels were going to come off and it was going to be like, so I was like, we're either shutting them out or losing by eight. Like, it's like, there's no middle ground here. And I'm glad that it was, I'm glad that it was the previous. Yeah, no, we definitely would have lost that game by eight if they would have started scoring. It would have just been a bloodbath. And been like, and the Predators murdered everyone on the Columbus Blue Jackets. No one is surprised. <laughs> but I do love Elvis. I mean, God love him. 
he was so funny. He's always so funny in his interviews because he just does not give two fucks about anything. And he just is very straightforward. Yesterday, you know, everyone was super excited. He got these brand new pads that are like very Columbus centered. And they're like, are you going to wear them? Kind of like it was his first day of school. Like, are you going to wear your new outfit? And um, he was just like, yeah, I really like the design, but I hate the pads. They're way too stiff. I'm not wearing them in a game. And everyone was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then tonight, you know, he gets the first shutout of the season. You know, he hasn't started since the end of January. And he's just like, yeah, it wasn't my best game. Really, the team saved me. I could definitely have done better. Here we are. And it's just like, dude, just for like a little bit, I need you to uh, just hype yourself up just a tiny, just a tiny bit. He's not about it. All I have to say, Laura, is I did just look up Cam's fights and he's never had an NHL fight. The only fight he's had was when he played in the AHL for Springfield when Springfield was the trip, was the AHL affiliate. I mean, I'm looking at, this is creditofhockeyfights.com. So like, he has had a fight. You you can you can get into hockeyfights.com because that's what they I say. shall because they sound, they are incorrect. He has had a fight. I will find it. I'll find the other fight. But it was um, when Panarin was still on the team. I forget about that. I suppress that sometimes. You suppress it. I literally hate that man. I literally yeah. Before I needed to preface Stephen with a couple of our corks. Before me, I cuss a lot. Laura doesn't like the fact that players sometimes leave teams. <laughs> like, that's her like no no so since we were talking about that at the outset before we kind of started recording I did a little bit of digging and Laura you're gonna really appreciate this stat former Columbus Blue Jacket Matt Duchesne you remember that blast from the past I'm sure I do um, yes looked up an interesting stat and apparently he is minus 11 in the plus or minus column right now for Nashville which leads the team in that stat so if you're looking for a reason to just be a little bit happier after a 3-0 win for the Jackets tonight it's a little icing on the cake for you oh 100 percent. and Jeremy can make fun of me all he wants about disliking players who leave Columbus it's only the ones that are shitty about it and I don't care Matt Duchesne was shitty about it and plus now he has weird hair so I'm just not about it but it was also the first time he's played at Nationwide since he left. Because as we all recall, right before the world shut down, the Predators were supposed to come to Columbus. Yeah, that was – I got mad money for that game. I sold that game. You did, I, I yes. did sell that game because it was on – I think, like, the Jackets were playing Pittsburgh the day that they canceled, like, the rest of the season. It was, like, March 12th. Oh my god, but I remember that. And then I think on the fifteenth, which was like a Friday or a Saturday, the jackets it were was supposed a to Saturday because it was when I was driving back from Florida. Yeah, the jackets were supposed to play Nashville at home, and I got like between those two games, between like Pittsburgh and Nashville, I got like four hundred dollars off of those two sets of tickets. I was like, thank you. And then like the, the it didn't happen, and I was like, sorry, because like I didn't ha they didn't take any money away from me, so I don't know if the team paid those them back or what happened. But I think I they were given credits. Maybe, but that's like, uh, that's so funny. I should have sold the rest of them, but I, I got credit too, not for those ones, but like for the other games. So that was good. But yeah, so it made me real happy that Matt Duchesne tried so hard tonight to try and score. And every single time a blue jacket was just like, absolutely not motherfucker. And just, <laughs> just stopped him in every single path. It brings me so much joy. Um, you know, I just, there have been players that have left that I am not mad at. I don't boo Matt Calvert. Okay, yeah. But I mean, like, again, like, we didn't give him a contract. Like, I, yeah, that's fair. There are definitely players that I, I don't think I boo deserve. Bob. I have a Bobrovsky jersey. Tell the whole story. Go ahead. Anyway. I accidentally have a Bobrovsky <laughs> Which I actually love. Like, it's actually a very sweet story. Because my sister, God love her, tried so hard and didn't it is super sweet. that we had not, he had not resigned with us. And she was so excited. But it, 
time. Hey, Katie. But no, Panarin, full boo. Will I boo Pierre-Luc Dubois? You already know the answer. Oh my God, yeah. Wait, no, I will yeah. 100% boo that man the next time he comes to Columbus. I mean, like, I'm not against it. Like, I plan on booing the children of Adam Foote who play in the NHL now because of the way that Adam Foote left the Columbus Blue Jackets in, like, 2007. So, like, I'm not here to, like, shame you for it. I'm just saying, like, the way you pick players, sometimes I'm like, Laura, it's okay, I promise. Um, but yeah, I'm like literally throwing shit at his kids. (laughs) I never booed Ryan Dezingle. I, he barely played here. I kind of forget about him too, if I'm honest. I never, I've never booed Anthony Duclair either. He's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. Give me like. It's just the more notable ones. Yeah. I boo Alexander Wenberg. You said you won't? No. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, okay. So maybe I'll give you some slack. Like, but there are certain players that I'm like, absolutely boo. And really, there aren't that many left in the NHL that still play that I would say that about. Like, absolutely boo Jeff Carter. What about Ryan Johansson? Another yeah. current Nashville Predator. I I don't know. I, I don't think I would boo Ryan Johansson. Like, that was actually was super sad. My time. Yeah, that was actually super sad when he got traded because literally, like, the season before, like, the offseason before, he signed um, a long-term contract in Columbus, which I think is still the contract he's playing in in Nashville um, or not playing in because he didn't play tonight. Um, Is he hurt? Like, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, Laura's shaking her head, yes, so we'll say yes. Um, And he literally, like, built a basketball court in his backyard that was all Blue Jackets. Like, the the court was, like – blue and red and it like had a blue jackets logo in the center like it was actually real dope and he was like there's something about like something that surrounded permanence and like gonna be here for a long time and then i believe he has an upper body injury who doesn't you know i boo jack johnson and that was before my time too ah but that poor man the bankruptcy but yeah absolutely boo jack johnson absolutely boo him for the things that he said as he left now he plays in new york every once in a while um but yeah i mean i'm excited for saturday's matchup like i think it could be a chance for the jackets steven don't take it personal to build some momentum right like if if nashville does play that way again and i think if the jackets come out like the way that they did i think that that could be a really good game like steven will um do you think that they'll ride with soros again on saturday or do you think that they'll throw pekka in I think they'll throw Pekka in. They've been doing something similar. I know that uh, Soros started the first couple of games of the season. Um, not really sure why Pekka wasn't in there to begin with, but beside the point. Um, but they've, they have identical records right now um, in the tandem that they have going on. So I think they'll throw Pekka in there to see if that can shift anything defensively for the Predators. I don't know if it will. Um, but I feel more comfortable personally with Pekka back in the net. So I'm hopeful that he gets the start on Saturday for them. I cannot cognitively remember a time where he was not the starting goaltender of the net. Like the other day I was like thinking about that and I looked it up and I was like, he's only been the starting goaltender. Like I definitely was a hockey fan before he started playing for the Predators, but like I can literally only remember Pekka Arena. He's probably like one of like three or four players that I'm like, I have known you all my life. Like I feel like we're familial. But there's man, there was a a guy that played a couple of years ago when I first became a fan of the Predators. This was back when I was early teenage years. Um, Part of my family lived down in Nashville, and that was the first NHL game that I ever went to. So even though I was born and raised in Ohio, one would think that Columbus would be my team, but I had family who lived down there and that was to where I went to my first hockey game. So that's kind of where my Nashville roots come from. If you haven't picked up from the lack of an accent. Um, But uh, yeah, so there is another goaltender. I'm going to look up his name while you all continue to talk because it's escaping me. And if I don't look it up and say it, then I'm going to regret it. I'm loving the little tidbits of, of hockey history coming from us live from Steven Shrek. I really thought I could convert you. I really thought that I was going to have it in me to convert you to be a Blue Jackets fan because it felt like it wasn't going to be super strong. But in Steven's defense, I think he's literally about to show that he's wearing a Blue Jackets shirt <laughs> underneath of his Predator shirt. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah, he is. Um, I think... <laughs> 
I appreciate that you like roll with Nashville though to get, when you got on the pod. Like I, I respect that. Um, I need to get myself a Predator shirt before Saturday so that way if we lose, I can wear. I can rock a Predator shirt. It could be our little bet. Um, but I would say like obviously in a normal se- eighty-two game season, the Jackets play Nashville twice. I, Stephen Roos for the Blue Jackets eighty games out of eighty-two. Like there have been many a Blue Jackets game that Stephen and I have gone to where. He's rooted for the Blue Jackets, so that's why I know he's friendly. I'm not worried about him being a total ass if we lose on Saturday. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a friendly Blue Jackets fan for most of the season, um, you know, <laughs> considering. But I will obviously follow Nashville as my primary team, but Columbus also has a special place in my heart now and I'm truly a fan of Columbus as well but when it comes to these two teams playing I just I gotta stick to my roots but I'll be friendly about it still to a certain degree I mean yeah you can definitely like be a little bit of a dick if you want to be <laughs> when we win like five nothing and Philip Forsberg has a hat trick on Saturday we'll talk again and it'll be great if that happens- he's on my fantasy team so he better oh yeah who are you playing this week uh, that's an excellent question. I am on a one game win streak and I'm really trying to continue it. Um, but I'm not sure who I play. I'm playing the brave Ulchen. Playing Dan. Oh, oh yeah, Dan. Yeah. He's really, his team is pretty good. I, I, when I beat him, I was shook. I'm playing Gifford and he's whooping my ass. Is there a prize for never winning a week? It, you're, you're beating I'm Kelly by like 20. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. You're beating Kelly by like 20. You'll get your first win this week. Maybe. Kelly, okay. Kelly like is pissed. Like Kelly's like, Laura's really actually going to turn it out this week. <laughs> like Laura's going to turn It'll it out. It'll be the only week. Do you know how much I've lost every other week? Steven kicked my ass. <laughs> beat me by like 75 points oh my god it was kind of ugly yeah it got a little bit out of hand and i'm so sorry about that but at the same time that was like you're you're apologizing for beating me in fantasy hockey (laughs) but really i I knowingly drafted cam atkinson as my number one draft pick because I'm that loyal and dumb, but it's fine. <laughs> Listen, Laura, if we're talking about first round fantasy hockey draft picks, I picked Artemi Panarin. So I don't know if I really have room to talk on this pod about loyalty, but Panarin was my number one pick, but he hasn't been doing great for me this season. So silver linings. The Rangers are kind I of I like honest. to feel like that's a little bit of my negative karma heading towards him. That he is not probably doing well yet in New York, but you're still kicking ass in fantasy, so here we are. But Jeremy was just overjoyed to beat me last week. You kind of gave me a. Ge- Can I ask you a no shame question? Me? Yeah. Yeah. How often do you change your roster? I've never once changed it. Oh my god! No, how? Oh my god! <laughs> Lie. Like four times have told me that you're going to teach me how what I'm supposed to be doing. Never once have you done that. Oh my god, we need to have a lesson really fast. When's the next time you play me? I'll schedule it for after that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I literally don't know how to change it. It has been the same the entire time. I actually think I lost a player and I don't know how because I definitely have an empty spot. What? Yeah, there's an empty spot on my roster. And Is it I because you're not starting a goalie? No. I don't think so. All right. Don't so need to have a chat. No, we're we're having like a live intervention here tonight. No, this to... this is off podcast conversation. I would like to continue speaking with Steven about the game. Um, I also found out the name of the goalkeeper. It was Thomas Vokun. Oh. That's a fun name. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Vokun, yeah. Thomas Vokun. He played. I remember some... shouting. I remember shouting that name in the uh, arena. I was just, I couldn't think of the name, but I was like, yeah, it was, it was something that was like a, it was close to like a boo, but it was like Bocoon. So right. I'm glad I know that now. I'm glad I looked that up. But then it was like Pekka ever since after he was the main 
uh, goalie for a while. Yeah, because he like played in the NHL for a while longer after he left Nashville. He played for Florida after that, had a year in Washington, played a year in uh, Pittsburgh too. He ret- he retired in 2014. So I mean, like he's like, I say that like 2014 wasn't seven years ago though. Like that's sick. Like that's vulgar. Um, but yes, we need to continue using Steven's expertise of the Nashville Predators here tonight. Um, I mean, I, Steven, I think you bring up a good point. Like I, literally, I think that that Dallas game was such a turning point for that team. And I think like, I mean, I, at the beginning of the season, like I'll be the first to admit it. Like I was like, Nashville's probably going to finish like five or six in this division. Um, but then they come out and like, they beat the Jackets. First of all, can we talk about how different of a team this, like, like it is like Columbus now versus like opening night. Like when we played Nashville, I mean, it's like night and it's weird actually. Like it's actually kind of concerning how different of a team it is. But I remember like after those two games, I was like, oh, man, like Nashville, Nashville's going to be tough. Like I was like, I kind of wrote them out, wrote them out. I was like, there's no way, but, um, but yeah, they've struggled a bit. And honestly, like Dallas has kind of struggled a bit after too. So I don't really know what's going on with, with our friends who are originally from the West because then Chicago is like, I mean, granted Chicago has a lot more games in hand, but like then, than some other teams, but they're playing way, way over expectations. Like, I, I don't know what to think. Florida still boggles my mind. Like I, I don't understand. We're learning that the thrift store outfit actually kind of, kind of hits. I know, but what I'm saying is that because of that, we should get some of their points. (laughs) If they're going to have all of our old players and they're actually going to do well, we should get like at least half a point for every point they get. I will will write to Gary Bettman and figure out if I can make that happen for us, Laura. Please do. That should be how they really pay us back for that stupid goal they didn't turnover in the night no one will ever forget I I really thought that fucking linesman's pants were gonna cost us that goal (laughs) I really thought I really heard that and I was like oh for sure this is coming off the board because then I was like uh, he had to have felt something which we later learned was a stick like which that was what I said afterward I'm like that puck is nowhere near him he felt a stick um but can you imagine right like if like because then I team would it happen to? Well, correct. But I played football for eight years, and I, do you know how many times like referees got in the damn way? Like quite a bit. And guess what didn't happen? We didn't like take it away. Like we didn't like stop it. So like when but I heard that that was a rule, a rule, it's literally a rule that if it which gets is stupid, acted off a linesman, it doesn't count. Dumb. But you know it's fine. I'm gonna. Uh, that will also be in my letter to Gary Bettman this rule is stupid. (laughs) That's so dumb. Like, what do you mean? It's stupid until he reverses it. And then we end up losing a game because another team gets a goal deflected off the linesman. It will come back to screw us either way. I'm okay with standing by this one. I can die on this hill. I think that that's a dumb rule. I I would let, I would let it happen. You want to die on this hill versus the fact that they definitely let Carolina have, was it Carolina? Yes, Carolina have a goal that was offsides. <laughs> you I'm not worried about dying on multiple hills. I will die on as many hills as I need to. I just think the pants hill is like one that is okay if we just let it go. <laughs> I ain't Elsa in anything. The, the, real, the real issue is just, you know, the other stuff. But again, I support you, I suppose, as your best friend. I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of not supportive energy from this from this moment. You know, give me a night to sleep on it. Maybe I'll be your biggest cheerleader tomorrow. But right now it just doesn't seem like the best hill to, you know, trudge forward on. All right, so y'all heard it here first. On Saturday we will be revisiting this rule and we will be talking about it. And I'm still going to be right, just so everyone knows. <laughs> I just I just don't – okay. <laughs> For our friendship, I'm going to stop talking about it. Um, could you imagine how it's that dramatic? I am. Um, yes. So, like we've all said, like, a few times, 
Um, Saturday, the Jackets play Nashville again. Steven, are you expecting like some of the same? Like, what are you, what are you hoping to see different other than like the scoring, obviously, but. Aside from the obvious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I want to see the same grit that Nashville showed tonight, but with a little bit more productivity at the end of it. Um, I think that they have a lot more offensive potential than what they've been showing in the last two weeks in their games um, against Dallas, Detroit, and now uh, Columbus as well. Um, Like you all have been saying here week after week, splitting series with teams like Nashville and Detroit and, you know, some of these other teams, you can't really afford to split series. Um, So if Nashville is looking to try to claw out of a basement that they've uh, found themselves in, I really, I just want to see the same grit that they showed tonight, but they have to start producing offensively or there's just, there's just going to be consistent in and out of uh, taxi squad uh, news like we kind of saw before tonight's game. So I'm looking forward to a little bit more consistency from them, I think. I mean, I didn't think they played that terrible. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I definitely think that there is just like a, I mean, like, and we've been here, like, I think, and talking about the Blue Jackets before, right, Laura? I think, like, there are just some nights that you don't put it in the back of the net. Like, and I think that that's kind of the kind of night that, um, that Nashville found itself having tonight, which doesn't necessarily bode well for us moving forward <laughs> into Saturday's game. I mean, this definitely is, like, ripe for a, a series split to me like I just like the, these are the kind of like things that I just kind of come to expect the Blue Jackets haven't won both games in a series yet this year if I'm not mistaken no you're right <laughs> yeah and and so like ouch like that would be really nice to to return the favor to Nashville from week one um, of the season but but yeah I mean I think I mean for the Jackets like I'll be interested I think Laura like we had talked about it a little bit before we started recording uh, Alexander Texier blocked a shot, I believe, in the second period. Um, you know, he played in the third period, like, every now and again, took a few shifts, but he was, like, pretty, pretty fragile. Like, he looked pretty, he looked like he was really struggling. So, I'll be, yeah. I'll be interested to see if perhaps somebody draws in for him. I don't know who it would be. Emil Bemstrom has been taking shifts in practice so like is it the time I mean listen I'm not saying that we're resurrecting people's careers here but Laura and I were talking about Emil Benstrom last podcast so I think that we really are resurrecting a career well and I mean if it's not him like Liam Foodie can come off the taxi squad yeah that's true swap in for text but I mean I don't know if you heard this on the broadcast or not but basically they were like we're pretty sure Tex is just staying out on the bench because they know if they take his skate off his ankle is going to balloon to like elephant size because he took that puck straight in the ankle you know right above the skate basically where cam took his injury last year with his ankle um but so we'll see but i would be really surprised if tex plays on saturday and hopefully i mean we have enough forwards so hopefully they will take the precaution the same precaution with him that they're taking with zach and really allowing him the time to get better and not just like, hey, let's let you rest for a day and then let's wrap this up and see see how you can go. Because we really, we can't afford that. Like, you know, again, halfway through the season is going to be here before we know it. And we just, we just can't do that. And I was a little afraid Nick was going to go off the ice too, but I think he just had like, what do they call it? Like a stinger or something where... They're just like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I so manly, really, so I need to walk away from this. <laughs> man, I watched, I watched that clip a few times. And I could not figure out, like, what it was about that awkward encounter with, with Texier, like, in, that, in the corner um, that, like, would have, like, really got – because it looked like he was, like, hurting up here, like, in the upper body. Like, so I, I couldn't figure that out. But, um, but, yeah, like, Steven, to your point about finding goals and stuff, I'm shocked to see that Nashville is – like 29 so like third from the bottom in goals allowed for the year and goals forced so um you know struggling on both sides of the coin there which is shocking to me like that's just not but I think of Nashville like Nashville's probably the team that I should hate the most in the NHL right like maybe behind Pittsburgh like growing up like we always lost to Nashville like we 
sucked against Nashville. Um, so I don't know what it is about Nashville that I find endearing today that I like actually don't hate Nashville, but um, yeah, there are stretches when I was growing up where we would lose every game in the season. Yeah. Are you the reason that I don't hate Nashville? I mean, I hope so. I mean, maybe. a little bit less hate in your heart because of me for Nashville. I'll accept it. But I also love the city of Nashville. Like, I want to go to a game at Bridgestone so bad. Like, I want to go. Uh, oh, man. And then, like, probably after we lose, because the Jackets never win at Bridgestone, we will be on Broadway. Because I'm saying this because this, the two of like the two of you are coming. Like, oh, yeah. do you remember when we were going to go down to Nashville yeah. for the last game of was it the 2019 2020 season? Um, they played each other in the like one of the first games of the season, and then they in Columbus, and then they were gonna be in Nashville at the very end of the season. I think that was 1819. I think it was. And, okay. and I say that because I remember that being, I actually think that that was the game. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this, that Eric Robinson made his debut with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I know that's so stupid. He scored the empty netter tonight. So like we're full circle, but um, because at that point, the Jackets were in the playoffs. Um, they were, um, wait, what would that have been 1819? No, I actually think it was 1718. Yeah, I think it was seventeen eighteen because we didn't clinch eighteen nineteen until the second to last game. So if we were already in right. the playoffs, plus that would have been your graduation year, and I can see myself yelling at both of you to not go to Nashville right before your college graduation. Obviously, unless you took me with you, but still. Yeah, absolutely not. I can see me yelling and being like, absolutely not. Are you going to Nashville? Because I know you're going to be insane and try and do it in like an 18-hour period. No, no. We would have made a week because it was a weekend. We would have made a weekend out of it. That would have been us celebrating our graduation, Laura. We would have been figgity-figgity fucked up the entire time. Like the entire time, it would have been a grand old time. Like we would have had a blast so we have to make that happen steven i'm just saying that like depending i i mean i know that we don't have plans yet or maybe you do and i just don't know about them um for when you're going to you know find like make that official um yeah but if it's around like hockey season i'm just saying that the bachelor party might have to be in nashville for a blue jackets game when when does the uh, hockey season come to a close? Is it in April? Yeah, it's October to April usually. Okay, okay. So we'll we'll have a we'll have an off air uh, discussion about that because it might not be during hockey season. But I love we'll, that. Uh, we'll, we'll speak it into the existence. Let's say it's going to be in June, and let's say that this is what we're doing. We're speaking into the universe that the Jackets and the and the Predators are going to be in the Stanley Cup final against each other. And that's how we're going to celebrate this. these nuptials is with the Blue Jackets winning the Stanley Cup over the National Predators. Hey, that's where Riley Nash had his bachelor party. Nash Vegas, baby. Exactly. <laughs> I don't – we could maybe get you guys a private plane like they did for Riley Nash. If we could pull that off, that would be insane. This podcast isn't monetized, and we work in higher education, and Steven is getting his degree in psychology, like, counseling. Like, I, like we are not paying for no private jet, like, in this house. Like, we are not getting a private jet. <laughs> that is nowhere in the budget. Good God. I'll just do, like, a really big bake sale, you guys. I love Steven that much. Listen, I just have fund to, a... I, I have to put in a quick plug for you, Laura. <laughs> Amazing brownies the peanut butter buttercream frosting okay so good but uh yes had to put in that plug it's okay i'm pretty sure and i love that i was so happy that you ordered and i'm, I'm pretty sure jeremy's just gonna throw everything out there next time i do it so that we can make some money from the podcast <laughs> yeah no i'm and I don't monetize this. Like we don't have any sponsors. Although let me tell you, I have I have ideas in mind for who I'd like to sponsor us. Brewdog, Jenny's. Brewdog, Jenny's, Jackie O's. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that I would be into. Jets, um, we love your ranch. We fuck heavy with Jets Ranch, yeah. <laughs> Do we think that uh, Wizard of Wizard of Zaw would 
There's no way. But like that would be dope. If we buy their new shirt from homage, we can be like, look, see, we're supporting. I see I'm today years old and I found out that they have a shirt with homage. It's brand new. It just happened. Okay, good. I don't feel like such an asshole then. But I like signed up to be on their thing to, like a couple days ago because I am to the point now where if I don't or if somebody I love doesn't get one of their pizzas, I'm going to lose my damn mind. I want one so bad. How many Instagram contests do I need to enter before I can get one of those damn pizzas? I don't know. You can go back and count because, girl, you enter all of them and we haven't won one yet. So I listen. Me and Corinne both. We're dedicated to the cause. I feel like I do like every third one. Like every third. Because I'm terrible at Instagram, folks. Like if you, if you want to know one thing about me, I'm bad at Instagram. Like real bad. But. Truly. He truly is very bad at Instagram. Yeah. Anything that Laura or anything that like our podcast has ever posted, it's Laura. I was just about to ask to, to see if it was uh, Laura or if it was Jeremy running the Instagram, because I know you tag team on the Twitter, but it sounds like Laura is fully in charge of the Instagram account. Oh, yeah, it's straight up me on the Instagram. I, you logged in once, I think. And I, have it on, I have it on my phone, so like, I get notified whenever you allow a porn account to follow us, but I... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you are such an asshole. <laughs> That was a mistake. <laughs> and I'm going to punch you in the face next time I see you. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Yeah, because we've never actually said that on the podcast. No, we haven't. <laughs> that I was up reading until 3 in the morning and accidentally allowed a porn account to follow our Instagram. Well, to be fair, you didn't allow them to follow us. You just followed them back because we're team follow back. We're really committed to that because exactly. we care so much. And it was late and I was just excited for another follower slash wanted to go to bed. And then I get this terrible text message from you the next day. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Porn account, as if that was like a thing that I would do on our business Instagram. <sighs> fine i laughed i laughed so hard about it like i hold on i'm looking to see if it's still in our request because we have two requests on instagram oh my god although i will say steven every time you and jeremy talk you know through our twitter account i always text him and i'm like hey steven sent a dm <laughs> i will say that most times that anybody dms us i get a text from laura that's like hey <laughs> can you reply to this because they normally want like real information and i am not the one to go to for that yes you are be nice to yourself i was excited to see who would be interacting with me on twitter because <laughs> a couple a couple weeks ago i when cam was put on the first line with uh patrick line and jack roslovic I sent a message that I was like, okay, Cam on the first line. Laura's going to be super excited about this, but I'm pretty sure I got Jeremy. So I was like, it's all right, but I was looking for Laura. No <laughs> okay. offense, Jeremy, but. You got Jeremy by way of me, though, because I was like, um, I think Stephen's throwing shade at Cam. <laughs> no, yeah, because the tweet, the DM was a, a shared, like, Blue Jackets post of the projected lines for the game. And it was with Patrick Lyonet, Alexander Texier in the center, and then Cam on the wing with Lyonet. And all you said was interesting first line. And I thought you were shading the fuck out of Cam because this was during a slump. And so I was like, Laura is going to kill you if you're shit talking Cam. Like, if you were like, and I literally said that verbatim. I was like, you are so right. Oh my God. I, yeah, now that you say that, yes, <laughs> the shade would have been so real. But I swear it was not Cam related. It was because I didn't know anything about Patrick Line. wasn't sure if he was the superstar that he was. Um, so I was like, putting him in his first start on the first line, interesting first line. And all I got back was, Laura's going to kill you. I was like, <laughs> uh-oh, I need to stop DMing this account right now before I get in trouble. No, because literally it's usually me who checks the notifications first. And so I <laughs> directly to Jeremy, I was like, I think you need to talk to Stephen. <laughs> Shoot. I know. I know it's fine. And I know my love for Cam is not everyone's cup of tea all the time. Cough, cough. My hey, he has five, five straight, uh, yeah, five straight games of five points. So he's on a roll. We'll see if he can keep it up. He doesn't so much like to achieve goals sometimes. So um, usually whenever they talk about him 
meeting a record or breaking a record internally somewhere he's just like nah we're just not <laughs> or i'll get injured either way <laughs> a mess fine it's fine personally i love it but sure you do mm-hmm. wait so steven are we gonna be able to harass you into coming on on saturday too you yeah. could convince me I love depending him. on the results of the game. I I think I would enjoy coming back, uh, especially if there's a natural win. But even during a loss, I think there would be a lot more uh, <clears throat> a lot more fighting words, uh, depending on the results. And I might take after uh, the Predators in that sense, depending on the result on Saturday. But you could twist my arm. All right, all I'm saying is that if we can find a way to tie the season series on – like, I'm not going to talk shit because we're still down one to two. Like, I'm, I'm not – I can't talk shit. But the second this mug gets tied, we could get ugly. No, again, I can't hate the Predators. I don't know what it is. I literally want to. I want to hate the Predators, but I can't. I also want to hate the Predators, but I really do think it's, Stephen, you're the reason why I don't. This is also why I don't hate the Buffalo Sabres because of the other Steven. I just, I've, they've never been relevant to me, the Sabres. So, like, I've never, like, had enough of a care to hate them. Like, all, I think I'm also going to tie it to, I went to a Pentatonic, I know, we're shocked. I went to a Pentatonics concert because listeners of the podcast, I'm obsessed with Pentatonics. Um, Great I new went, album. Oh, my God. It's, have you listened to it? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God, Steven. We'll talk about it later. Back um, to front. Or front to back. That's what I meant to say. Front to back. It's so good. <laughs> I need I to know your top like to three. That Jeremy stopped talking to me after a podcast last week so that he could purposely listen to the Pentatonix album. He's like, girl, I have to go. Yeah, usually what... Trying to talk to him about some life drama. And he was just like, I gotta go, bye. I don't ask for much. I really don't. But when these bitches released an original album for the first time in five and a half years, I was like, I can't talk to you. I cannot speak to you right now. Because also, in my, in all fairness, I would not have been present. I would not have, like, I would have cared. But I would not have been able to give you my full attention. Um, but, yeah, that shit slaps. Anyway, I went to one of their concerts, like, toward the end of May the year that they went on their Stanley Cup run, the Predators. And I just thought it was fun because, like, I think that, I think they were in the middle of the San Jose series at the time when I was down there. And we were in line for the concert. And Nashville, like, before – I'm assuming they're probably not doing it right now with the pandemic. But before every game, like, had a vehicle, like, on the, uh, on the like, plaza, I guess is the best way to describe it, of Bridgestone Arena that was – had a logo of the team they were playing like painted on it and people would go and beat the shit out of the car and and that to me was fun like i just enjoyed that like so the ambiance probably also enhanced my my care for the predators i love it nashville is a great city i miss going to games down there um one of my uh favorite parts about going down to the games was like the uh every time there would be a power play it would be fang fingers um and just like it it was such a cool environment to be in i am sad that i never got down there again especially when they were making their stanley cup playoff run um and made it to the stanley cup finals and then just kind of shit the bed a little bit um to be honest but you know, hey, it's okay. We'll get back there one day, <laughs> but I think the I think the Jackets will get there. Bold prediction before the Predators will get back there again. But we'll see. We'll see. I have a lot more faith in John Tortorella leading a, a group of young men than John Hines, so we'll see. This year, maybe I think he's gone after this year. I know I've said it on this podcast before, but like, like you've said that a couple of times. I think he's got at least one or two more years, but that could make, just be my naivete. If we make. If we win the Stanley – or make the Stanley Cup, because we didn't say win. If we make the Stanley Cup, I will get your name tattooed on my ass. Okay, bet. Bet. Absolute bet. I am signing on to that right now. I still have to get a lightning bolt from when we slept the lightning. I haven't done that yet. I thought about actually asking Mackenzie Laura when she does my other tattoo. I bet she'd do it because your other tattoo is not going to take that long. Right, I know. So I was, like, low-key thinking about it, but I don't know if I have the balls for it. But – um. 
but yeah. No, I just envisioned myself messaging Mackenzie and be like, hey, Jeremy did something stupid. Um, do you think you could fit in a 15 minute session for him to get Steven tattooed across his ass? <laughs> I think she'd do it. Oh, she'd I definitely request, do I it. request the last name. <laughs> Shaq, you also want Shaq? <laughs> no, just the last name. Just oh, the last okay, name. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, wait, that could be a funny. I was going to say that could be a conversation starter, but I'm hoping if somebody's seeing that, we've had a conversation prior to seeing that. Can you please have a conversation with someone <laughs> I think this conversation needs to be a whole different conversation. <laughs> also, this is where I'm really like, I really hope your dad never figured out how to listen. Oh, to me being an absolute mess? <laughs> Correct. And if he did, hey, Randy. <laughs> I don't think he has. I really don't think so. I like, I think about this every now and again. I'm like, I keep, tra- like, as of right now, we have five ratings. And as you all know, Laura wants to get that up to 10. 10 before her birthday, which is March 2nd. That's coming up, friends. So, like, get on it. But um, I, like, I, I think I can place every one of those ratings. One is me, one is Laura. I don't, Steven, if it's one of them is not you, you better hit that like that rating button. Um, you know, I just try it and let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> one is Corinne. Because I did it on her phone. Um, one of them is Kelly. I don't know who the fifth one is. It might be you, Steven. I, it's either Steve I, or it's Poshy. I know I went onto Apple Podcasts and put a five-star rating, but didn't leave a comment. So I don't know oh. if the five stars stayed. It should. Or if it just kind of disappeared. Okay. So then the fifth one is more than likely me. If there's no comment next to a five star, it, it's more than likely me. Cause I was like, this is five stars, but I don't, I'm not sure what comment to leave that I wouldn't tell them in person. Um, and Spotify doesn't have any kind of ranking or like rating system, which is kind of sad. And that's usually where I listen to you guys. So. Mm, fair. Fair enough. Yeah. I, so maybe we'll get more ratings. Hopefully, I posted on my Instagram today, like, hey, y'all. Um, so if you're yeah, I was surprised by that. If you're li- Thanks. <laughs> I'm really bad at self-promo. Um, if you're listening, give us, give us a five-star rating. Um, I got a fun little shout-out today from uh, the lead, like, one of the co- I, I almost said co-hosts. That's not what they are. Um, us, the duo, is a, is, is a duo. And today on Michael's live stream, he shout-out our podcast on because I use like, so what you hear at the beginning, I've never said this on this podcast. That's kind of fucked up. Um, when you listen to this podcast, like the, da, 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 like at the beginning of the podcast, that is actually like a song that like Michael produced. And so um, he like posted it without copyright stuff. And he was like, y'all can use it on whatever you want. Like t- Twitch, st- Twitch streams, oh my God. Twitch streams, whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'm going to use it on, on everything that I do for line change. Um, I would also like to know that you and I had a whole conversation about changing that song. Oh, did I tell you what happened? Never did it. Did I tell you what happened though? <laughs> no. So when you do it, so we, we use Anchor as our distributor. Um, and Anchor has recently been like absorbed by Spotify, I think. And so on Spotify, you can, you can add, like through Anchor, you can add Spotify songs into the start of your um, podcast two things if you have spotify premium it plays the entire song before your podcast not just the 30 second clip that we were working with and two if you add one of those songs you can only publish it on spotify like you can't publish it on apple Podcasts. you can't publish it anywhere else so i was like maybe not um we were going to change it to the whip by lockley like the the blue jackets like goal song but yeah it was yeah it didn't work out so we're, we're rocking with mike we're rocking with with us the duo um so which is fine i love our opening oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just like to point out that sometimes we have conversations and then you never follow up with me on them i'm really good at it y'all i'm a great partner i'm a really great podcast partner also if anyone ever wonders why we post things on social media about four hours after the episode goes up it's because i wait those four hours to see if jeremy's gonna do it never he doesn't do it i just end up doing it correct <laughs> realistically yeah like if you like if you check, I usually publish them probably around like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. is usually when they go live. So if y'all want to check by that, two, you can. I, by 2 p.m. in the afternoon, I am like scratching at the bit to put stuff up. And I don't want to text him because I also, if you haven't noticed, 
have a like a thing about being annoying to people. So I just don't text him. I wait to see if he actually does it. Check our stuff like 12 times because we have double posted before. And then when I feel secure enough, put up the information about the episode. The only time I did it is when I made that benched graphic for Line A. That's I true. posted that pretty quick because I was fucking proud of that. I was like, I'm throwing this up there. Like, I thought it was funny as hell. Um, it was so brand. It was so good. Like, I thought it was so good. And then, like, that episode got, like, six listens. I was like, okay, fuck y'all. It's <laughs> like, I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> I was like, y'all ain't getting shit from me ever again. But then I do, like, a very standard post about Cam Atkinson, and we become semi-popular. <laughs> so here's what I'm hearing. We're only posting photos and gifts of Cam Atkinson saying listen to our episode and then we're just gonna go from there i'm into that like i don't mind i mean we are basically a cam atkinson stan account so i have cussed so much today y'all we should end the episode before i say some other bad shit um (laughs) um but yeah so the jackets win tonight we'll be back here on saturday to talk more with our good friend steven who I'm also saying that, like, we play the Predators even after tomorrow or Saturday another four times. So, like, I'm just, like, you can break up with us if you want, but you just might have to come back for more. Um, I'll make you more brownies. I won't do shit. I won't do shit. I'll just say thank you. (laughs) I'll just say, I'll just say, I hope you had fun. Um, This isn't the first time me and Steven have done, like, stuff together like this, though. Like, I was, when you did Battle of the Bands, the good old Otter. They had a couple of moments. Yeah, you were a uh, you were a guest judge on yeah. Battle of the Beats at okay. uh, at Otterbein. Yeah, that was a fun show. We were talking before this. I was like, this is my first time on having my voice public, and I was like, that's a lie. I was on college radio for like a whole semester, so apparently I'd blocked that out. But yeah, I'm very happy that y'all invited me to give my expertise on a Nashville shutout tonight. I'm looking forward to maybe providing a little bit more uh input on saturday with a little bit of a closer matchup we'll see how it goes but i have faith that the the blue jackets might pull out a win but i know y'all aren't going with predictions anymore here so i won't we're so bad at them steven we're so bad at them (laughs) true so but yeah thank you for having me i really appreciate it and i highly enjoy listening to you guys i can't suggest it to everybody enough for for hockey podcasts i'm gonna be sharing this all over the place when this comes out so wait Wait, you know you need to listen to it though like because our you are really like i know that you're a strong viewer listener of our podcast so i can't see our numbers dip you're gonna have to listen to your own voice you're gonna have to do it i'm gonna listen we already do my (laughs) yeah for my for my program i have to listen to my own voice recordings and have feedback given on it so i'm used to it i'll listen to it multiple times if you need me to isn't that the worst literally why do we do helping like why are we helpers like why do we like the me listening to somebody counsel somebody is disgusting like it's terrible but oh it's awkward God. but it's yes. okay it's helpful right well laura do you want to wrap us up with our plugs i do yes please follow us on social media we are on twitter and instagram at objectively speaking or no, Objective Pod, sorry, Objectively Pod. Uh, we tonight hit 150 Twitter followers. I am so excited. I'll have to go back and check. I don't exactly remember which episode we hit 100, but I know it wasn't that long ago. So that's 50 additional followers pretty quickly. Super pumped. Um, we also have some people on there that every time they follow us, I screenshot it and send it to Jeremy and I'm like, we need to be on our best behavior, but we're clearly still not. So. Yeah, and then I cussed the most I've ever cussed in an episode, the following episode. True. <laughs> um, Instagram, you know, I'm figuring out content, as we just told all of you. I'm the one that does it. Jeremy is barely on there, but we'll get there. It's fine. But yes, objectively pod on both of those counts. And then rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. Um, again, I would love to get to 10... You don't even have to give us five stars. Don't get us one star, but like I just want like ten ratings. So if you no no no, they have what? to give us five star ratings. <laughs> I'm just trying to give them options to see if they will do it. So if you can please get us to ten ratings, as long as they're not ones, by Tuesday, March second, 
I will be so incredibly happy. It'll be the best birthday gift. Um, but yes, rate, review, subscribe, interact with us on social media. Um, we love hearing from everyone. And yeah, I'm so happy Stephen could join us. Can't wait to have him back on Saturday. And hopefully this is the first of, of many times and many guests. But yeah. Well, thank you all so much. Make sure you're staying well. Make sure that you are taking care of one another, taking care of yourself. And we will talk to you all on Saturday. Bye. Thank you.